Hey there, storyteller. Welcome to the Storytelling Meets Branding podcast. I'm your host, Danielle, or you could just call me your strategy obsessed storytelling enthused copywriter of Kayo Media Publishing. The Storytelling Meets Branding podcast is your hub for freshly brewed insights on amplifying your coaching business with the power of storytelling. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea and let's chat about how you can boldly and authentically stand out for your dream clients. Hey there, thanks so much for joining me here on another episode of the Storytelling Meets Branding podcast. Of course, I am so happy that you're joining me on another episode where I'm chatting with you all about some things that might be holding you back when it comes to staying on top of your online coaching business. And some of these things, well, a lot of them actually, I've mentioned in quite a few episodes before. But, you know, as I'm recording this, we're in the beginning of 2023, and I want to remind you of some crucial things to basically avoid if you want to stay on top of your online coaching game. Why am I telling you this? Why am I giving you these reminders? Because simply put, the online coaching industry is a very competitive industry. You've seen it. You've seen what I see every single day when you log on to social media or you open up your inbox and you see the emails that you signed up for if you are on someone's email list. And I want to remind you of some ways that you can stay on top of your game in order for you to stand out. So let's go ahead and jump right on into them. And the first one is video marketing. And so Avoiding video marketing is something that you can't really do right now. So video is one of the most powerful forms of marketing and it's crucial for your online coaching business, whether it's live streams, recorded videos, or video content on your website. Video allows you to connect with your ideal client on a deeper level and it helps build that trust. So if you are avoiding video, I'm going to need you to step outside of your comfort zone. You got to come out, you got to step outside of your comfort zone and start incorporating it into your strategy. Um, My clients can tell you that I am always trying to, you know, make them aware of the different types of things that they can do with video. If I'm writing your content for you, I'm giving you suggestions about video. That's just the way it is because I know the power of video. And I obviously I uh, write video scripts for clients as well. And I provide video content strategy through my program, the Story Sellers Video Lab. And why have I merged my writing and video skills together? I just know that they are powerful together. I know that video and um, powerful words are, they are a, a force to be reckoned with, right? And I know that from my, my past experience from being in TV news in the trenches of TV news reporting. So you can't avoid video. Number two, being too terrified to sell. So let's be real. Selling is a big part of business. And as an online coach, you have to be comfortable with selling to people. 
You have to be comfortable with selling to your email list. You have to be comfortable with selling to the people that connect with you on social media. I totally understand if it's scary for you, especially if you're in the beginning stages of your business, but you have to do it. And the way to, you know, if you aren't very confident in selling your offers is maybe going back to your offers and seeing do you have clarity about those particular offers because if you don't have clarity about it and the messaging on your website is unclear then of course you won't feel very comfortable selling but if you have an amazing offer out there and you have the compelling words to match it on your website, then you'll be able to show up with confidence on video, as I mentioned, or anywhere else, um, uh, or anywhere else for that matter, and not be scared to have that strong call to action in your social media captions, in the end of your emails to sell what you have. Um, you are in business to sell and that's just the way it is. The next thing is uh, not asking for testimonials. Now, testimonials are one of the most powerful forms of social proof and I just mentioned this not too long ago in a previous episode about asking the right questions when it comes to testimonials. So not only uh, do I see people not asking, you know, they might not be asking for testimonials, enough testimonials, I should say, but when they do ask for testimonials, you're not really asking the right questions to really dig in deep to to really convey how you were able to take someone from point A to point B. So not only just ask for testimonials, but you gotta ask the right questions during those testimonials. And I, you know, I just think about like when I was working in TV news, like I had to ask the right questions to get to the root of the story. And basically, you know, I brought that over into my business because I'm asking the clients the right necessary questions from the beginning, from the time that I talk to you, during a discovery call, throughout the working process, and all throughout and at the end of a project because these are necessary things that I need to know in terms of how I was able to support someone from point A to point B. And it turns into a great type of like story to include in email campaigns or social media content. Now, the next thing is not dialing in on your target audience. So it is so crucial. This is going back to being terrified to sell, kind of. So it is so crucial to know who your target audience is and what they want. This helps you have that compelling content. It helps you have that, you know, those eye-catching programs and offers that resonate with your audience and keeps them coming back to you at um, and looking to you as an authority in your industry. So really take some time to truly understand your target audience and how, and you will see things uh, take a shift. And how do you understand them? Well, you know, or dialing in on them. Rather, you can ask, you know, tons of questions. Like I mentioned, you know, asking them questions from the get-go. Once you get on a call with them, um, that is how you understand people. So you've gotta know them from the inside out. Number five, there are seven of these, I think. Uh, number five, being obsessed with your competition. So 
While it is so important to be aware of your competition, it is not good for you to be totally obsessed with them. Instead, I want you to focus on being obsessed with yourself. Focus on your unique strengths and what sets you apart from the competition. And so when you do this, you'll be able to attract the right clients and stand out in your industry, all right? The next thing is giving up too soon. All right. So look, marketing is a slow and steady process and it's something that it takes time to work. There's no magic formula. There's nothing that you can do overnight to see results. So you can't give up after a few weeks or a few months just because you're not seeing the results that you want to see. You have to keep trying new strategies, testing different approaches and refining your marketing. That's just the way it is. I am always refining. I am always looking at what is working and what is not working. And I'm always giving myself space to have clarity on what I need to do next. And finally, not listening to your target audience. So your ideal client, they are the keys to your success. They are a big part of your success. And it goes back to, you know, dialing in on who your target audience is, right? So listening to them, listening to them through polls and surveys and being a fly on the wall in Facebook and LinkedIn groups, this is going to help you tremendously because when you're coming to someone such as myself, I'm asking you, again, a lot of questions about your target audience and you have to know that because it helps me do my best work. So you've got to be willing to put in that that effort to, you know, survey your uh, ideal clients, uh, send them surveys, polls through emails. One way that, or a couple of ways that I do this is I get on Twitter or LinkedIn and I share, I ask questions in the form of like a poll about something that I want to know what people are struggling with or how something could potentially support them. So you'd be surprised at the feedback that you get if you're active on a certain platform and you begin to ask uh, different questions of that nature. So, so simply put, uh, being an online coach, it requires a lot of self-reflection and a willingness to make changes. So and by avoiding these seven things that I've mentioned, I can guarantee you that you can stay on top of your online coaching game. And if there are some things that you are struggling with that I mentioned here, I highly encourage you to take a step back and take some time to reflect on what can you do next to you know, amp up how you connect and convert your ideal clients. So if this episode was helpful for you, be sure to let me know. Uh, take a moment to rate and review the Storytelling Meets Branding podcast. I love to know your thoughts and what you are thinking about these episodes. It only takes a minute, probably less than a minute for you to leave a review. So leave me a review for the Storytelling Meets Branding podcast and I will chat with you soon.